Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast. I am Steve Goldstein, play-by-play television announcer for the Florida Panthers. We talk everything Panthers and NHL here on the podcast. The podcast would not be possible without our sponsors, so we do want to thank them and advise you as you listen to this podcast to not only spread the word, download, subscribe to your friends, uh, but also take a few moments to listen to our sponsor's message. Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Real Estate Group, Orion of ONA Job Site Solutions, the Sides Foundation, Dave Lister runs it, and it's the fight against pediatric cancer, and BNT Windows. They do a great job with impact windows, so get in touch with Tom and the guys at BNT Windows. Well, on this edition of the podcast, we'll focus on what's going to happen the next month in the offseason. Of course, Stanley Cup playoffs still ongoing. Uh, Tampa Bay, the team, of course, that eliminated the Panthers, battling the Islanders. And after their game two win, the Lightning now have won 10 straight games in the playoffs after a loss. Uh, That goes back into last year. Obviously, that's the way you win series. Uh, You just bounce right back, and they've had a great ability to do that. Reminds me what the Panthers did during the regular season. The Panthers not only were the last team to lose a game in regulation this past year, they were also the last team to lose back-to-back games. So, you know, when you when you were able to stem the tide after a loss, especially in a playoff series, uh, your, your margin and your, your, your percentage of success not only goes up, it, it goes absolutely through the roof. And you don't allow that other team to seize any momentum. So playoffs, as always, the Stanley Cup playoffs have been terrific. Uh, you know, the intensity and the desire these guys have is nothing short of spectacular. Uh, the the Stanley Cup final is due to end on July 9th. Of course, it could be extended a little longer, um, but chances are, with what we're seeing with COVID and all that, that they won't have to do that. So if it stays the way it is, the longest, that's if it went, you know, the distance. Um, but so by, you know, by the first third of July, this hockey season will be over. And it's really only a month late. I mean, considering they started the season three months later than usual, it's only ending one month later. Um, so, you know, even though for the teams that go that far, it's a shorter off season, I really don't think it's, it's, it's all that bad. Um, because, you know, right now you have four teams that are playing a little bit longer than anybody could. Two of them are obviously going home at some point here fairly soon. And those other two teams, they can come to camp a little bit later. There have been some printed rumors of the NHL starting the season closer to mid-October than early October. Um, so they, they'd buy another week there for those teams. I, I just don't think it's quite of uh, it's that big of a deal. And it was only a 56-game season. And before that, even a team like Tampa and, and, and Dallas, who made the Stanley Cup final, um, you know, they still had a few months off before the season started. And then obviously it was a, a shortened season. So it looks like as of now, all things being equal, July 9th would be the latest that the cup final would end. Now, July 17th, about a week later, is a big day. Every team has to submit their protection list for the expansion draft. The Seattle Kraken will start playing later this year. And they'll have the same expansion opportunity that Vegas did. And by the way, how about Vegas? I mean, they're having this great season. They've you know, great four years in the franchise history. And they don't have to leave anybody unprotected. They're exempt 
from the expansion draft. You know if they thought Vegas was going to be that good with everything they gave them to set up for success. And they've done a great job in their hockey operations, their front office, and 100%, no question about that. Uh, Brad McCrimmon and George, George McPhee have done a great job. But um, they had the opportunity to do so due to the rules, which I 100% agree with. You're going to bring new teams in the league, and you're going to charge you half a billion dollars or $650 million in the in the case of the Kraken. You want those teams to be competitive. You want those fan bases to be excited. So I don't have a problem with the way it's done, but in retrospect, four years into the franchise, yeah, you really didn't have to exempt Vegas from the expansion draft. But in any event, they are exempt. So on July 17th, teams have to submit their protection list. Four days later, uh, 96 hours, Ron Francis and the Kraken will have the opportunity to pour over those lists. And then on the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern time will be the NHL expansion draft. Seattle will pick its players, one player from each team. So in the Panthers' case, we'll see if they're able to work out any deals. If all things are equal right now, um, the Panthers are going to have to work out a deal. To me, it would be a no-brainer. If I were Seattle, I would take Gustav Forsling. I mean, after the year he had, I know he's not an established guy, but after the season he had... And the playoff series he had for the most part, I just think getting a guy that's 24, 25 years old that could skate like that, that's also a restricted free agent. So, you know, you have him for a little while. Um, and it's not a no-brainer. I mean, if a guy like Ratko Gudis is unprotected, he could help you establish your team. I hate to see the Panthers lose either one of those guys. But all things being equal as the way they are now, uh, the Panthers have no choice because... You're going to protect Aaron Ekblad. You're going to protect Mackenzie Weger. Um, and you have to protect Keith Yandel because he has a no-move clause. Uh, if that was to be waived in some way, then you, you know, you're reshuffling the deck. I guess the Panthers could go 4-4, four and four, but I highly doubt that because then you're going to lose one of your forwards that you really want to keep. Um, it'll be intriguing which forwards the Panthers protect because a month or two ago... And certainly longer than that ago, you never would have thought a guy like Mason Marchment could even be in the conversation, nor could a guy like Ryan Lomberg. Now, I don't know if with Bill Zito and the staff, if those guys are in the conversation as far as protection. But the way those two played in the playoffs, particularly Marchment, you know, and I'm not sure Seattle takes either one of them. Um, and I believe they're both unrestricted after next season, but I'm not sure if that Marchman may have another restricted year. So, you know, if a guy like a Frank Vetrano has to be unprotected or a guy like Noel Achari is left unprotected, does Seattle go with one of those guys? I think, you know, they go with the Vegas model of just pick as many defensemen as you can. And you hope, in Vegas's case, a guy like Nate Schmidt, until they trade him this past year to Vancouver, a guy like Shea Theodore, who is still there, a guy like Derek Englund, who meant so much to them those first couple of years in a leadership role. I think you pick all the, as many D, and you just hope that two or three of them are, you know, top three guys. Where most teams, theoretically, are not protecting their fourth best defenseman. And as you know, the difference between a four and a three could just be, you know, the situation the guy's in, playing time, who he's playing with, how the team plays. So we'll see. We don't. Nobody knows. Ron Francis keeps things pretty quiet, so we don't really know what Seattle's game plan is. So Panthers have a number of different possibilities. 
So July 21st will be the expansion draft. Two days later, round one of the NHL draft on July 23rd. And then the next night, rounds two through seven, Panthers will be drafting, uh, you know, as low as they've really ever picked. I mean, I believe number 24 will be their selection this year if they hold on to that pick. And picking that low for a change also, I think, increases the possibility that if the Panthers feel strongly about something and maybe a deal with Seattle, whether they want to keep someone, whether they want to get someone on another team from Seattle and you make a trade to get that player that's maybe unprotected by another team, I think it gives the Panthers more flexibility. You don't like to trade away your draft picks, obviously, but you know if you're picking in the top 10, you really want to keep that pick because you think you can get a superstar. Not that you couldn't at 24, but the odds go way down of getting an impact player late in the first round. So those are the draft days, the 23rd, 24th, and then four days after that, July 28th, starts free agency. So it'll be a slammed uh, three weeks in the NHL. Uh, It'll be fun to watch, see how it all shakes out uh, with the expansion draft and free agency and how the Panthers go about, um, you know, handling this roster, handling some contracts of some veteran players and... If they decide to move guys, who do they move? Uh, Some pretty fascinating stuff uh, certainly to be done and very exciting because based on what the Panthers did last offseason, you know, there's a great track record of, and I know it was one offseason, although Forsling was really a training camp pickup, so it was more than just an offseason, and Bennett was an in-season pickup. So I just think there's a lot of um, interesting things to go on to the Panthers re-sign Brandon Montour as an unrestricted guy. Um, there's a lot there to, you know, sort through, um, what happens with the goaltending situation. That's another one that they've got to discuss and they've got to come up with some, uh, some solutions. Obviously it's, you know, uh, the big question is, and I would think the answer is yes. Now, based on the way he played three months ago, I probably would have said no. If Spencer Knight's in the NHL in, in October. You figure at 20 years old, you want to play in the AHL, which you may still. But the way he handled everything, it certainly doesn't look like Spencer Knight needs to go to the AHL for all of those off-ice reasons as far as learning how to be a pro and all the. It seems like he's got all that down. So very interesting uh, six weeks ahead for the Panthers. Please take a moment, listen to the message from our sponsors, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Please uh, subscribe, tell your friends, leave a review. Uh, the more support we get here on the podcast, the more we can do. And the more, hopefully, information slash entertainment we can bring you. All right. Thanks, everybody. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and Morris Southeast Group. We appreciate Ken being a supporter of the podcast right from the beginning. Now, for all you folks out there, if you own commercial real estate, if you're looking to lease or purchase, call Ken. He represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris. He's a class guy, a straight shooter, qualified and knowledgeable. He's the type of guy you want to do business with. And he's a South Florida guy with a great reputation. Again, it's Ken Morris and his group, which does an outstanding real estate job. 954-240-4400. Time to take a moment out to tell you about something very important the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma and she beat it and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, 
a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund children's cancer research and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of sides and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out Sides on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954-594-5763. Help us, help Dave Lister, and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the Sides Foundation. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management.